Well, hello there, everybody. This is uh, Abu Mesarish once again for the Bundesliga Bulletin podcast edition. And today we are talking about a team that has had some really interesting developments over the summer and even uh, during the latter portions of last season. And that is Hertha BSC Berlin. Uh, and with me to talk about Hertha is a person who uh, is a founder of Hertha Base, a, a blog, a German uh, language blog on, on Hertha and somebody who is very uh, knowledgeable about uh, the, the club. Uh, it's none other than Mark Schwitzky. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hi. Well, good. Good to good to talk to you. We we, we chat uh, off air a lot about BSC, uh, Pal Dardai, and everything yeah, in yeah, between. Yeah. And it's certainly been uh, an interesting uh, summer when it comes to the club that you uh, know the most about. And I guess sort of the the thing I want to start out with is the uh, the financial situation. So um, you know, I'll I'll sort of set this up, and then you can explain this in more detail. But uh, you know, Hertha's had a, a difficult financial situation and it's not one of Germany's uh, more affluent clubs. And recently, uh, Lars Windhorst, who is uh, sort of a prodigy slash investor dot com millionaire, uh, has come in for a lot of money. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, basically, you can you can fill, fill us on in uh, fill us uh, in on the details. Um, how did that come about? What are some of the numbers behind? What does it mean for for Hertha? Mm -hmm, sure. So before um, Lars Winters and uh, his Tenor group, um, his company, um, had a, Hertha had a deal with KKR, which is also an investing um, company. And um, we um, sell, uh, sold our shares um, and now um, bought them back. And um, in this season, Lars Winters uh, bought... Um, 37.5 percent for 125 million euro and um that's uh that's a pretty big deal of course um i think uh getting 125 million um just like just like that um uh, of course for um hertha who is a middle class bundesliga uh, team is a lot of money but um I already can say that not all of this money is going to be invested in the squad, uh, squad because had I got debts, had I got liabilities to pay, and um, of, but of course had us now in a position to pay to play or to pay essentially more for players. Like everybody saw when they purchased Dukebakio for around about 20 million, uh, that wouldn't have been possible if um, Last Winters uh, didn't had uh, invested in Hertha. Um, I think everybody knows that nowadays foot in, uh, in nowadays football an investor is a reasonable or even necessary step for a club to survive or to be more successful. And in Hertha case, it's both because the financial situation was pretty dangerous, um, more dangerous than people uh, on the outside would assume, I think. And of course, Hertha wants to... Uh, be one of the top six clubs in Germany wants to play in Europe for uh, of course they wish to play uh, like Champions League and Europa League um, every season but uh, you won't do that do this if you don't get money from somewhere else so you like uh, now see for example Werder Bremen and Hertha had a pretty 
equally um, financial situation. And now with last winter's Hertha was able to play uh, to pay 20 million for Luke Bakio, which Bremen isn't able to pay for uh, a, uh, a player. And so Hertha is now a step ahead. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. it's kind of an interesting thing, right? Um, on the Bundesliga fanatic, Nick Nick Wildhagen, my my colleague there, wrote a really uh, detailed piece about Lars Windhorst, and mm-hmm. um, I think Matt Herman and I, we, we've when we were talking on talking football, we would he you know he's a Hertha fan, and so I, I, we'd always have this discussion about Hertha, how um, they they have this kind of weird situation as a club in Berlin, but it's really probably one of the clubs that, although it's in a major city, it's in a capital city, but it's very yeah. sort of um, even in Berlin, like it's not a. It's I mean, it's it's become now a, you know maybe sort of getting back to the glory days if, if those ever existed. I guess I guess they would have <laughs> would have existed under um, Gabor Kirai and Pal Dardai and the time, yeah, yeah, when they were in the Champions League against uh, Milan, I think, and, and somebody else. But uh, uh, so. But but with KKR, which is the the American sort of in, investing company, I guess sort of the problem was that they never played sort of an active role, right? I mean, it was yeah, sure. it exactly. was it was they were in the background, and you never knew what they were about. And and recently, I think the the interesting part for for sort of certainly in Hungary, the the question was always, well, you got rid of Pa Dardai, and he was well, he was never given the money. I mean, that's that's how that's mm-hmm. why they were spinning it. Um, and now suddenly he's gone, and then you know you've got uh, this this sort of investor, and uh, they don't have to, they can just repay the loans, and then you've got uh, you know hundred I guess over uh, you know 125 million altogether. So, do you think those two events, Dardai leaving and an investor coming, are those related? Is it coincidence? What do you think? Mm. Something it could be something in between. I mean, the, the yeah, not, you're yeah, only I think choices. so. I think so. I think um, basically, uh, Michel Preetz, the manager of Hertha Berlin, um, wasn't happy about the um, the development with uh, Dada and his football, and that um, there wasn't a improvement to see. And um, I think after four and a half years. Um, it's pretty normal to that a coach gets, uh, yeah, um, that the uh, players don't uh, don't don't really um, yeah, they don't follow his idea yeah, anymore, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. and that that everything's falling a bit in sleep. Yeah. So um, I think um, I think it was an important step, even if last winter uh, hasn't come. I think uh, that Dada would have left the club because it was the time to uh, do something new, to uh, get a new idea of football, to um, do the next step. And um, for me personally, I don't think that if Dada had stayed, um, that uh, he uh, could do the same uh, the same with this money. Like mm-hmm. Chovic, who is a more uh, developed idea of football, a more modern idea of football. Um, so I don't know if these things connected, um, but they're, they're not unconnected, could, I guess. Which they're not saying. unconnected, and <laughs> I think that uh, that Preetz just hadn't um, thought that Dada was able to um, to do something useful with this uh, with this kind of cash. Yeah. So, um, it's hard to say, but I think it's reasonable to um, 
it's reasonable to uh, get rid of Dada because it's just um, it was enough and I think uh, four and a half years is an extraordinary extraordinary yeah. long time for a coach in uh, Bundesliga or even yeah. other uh, pro leagues so I think it just was time and now with the last winter it's even a uh, much bigger new step for the club Yeah, I mean, only Christian Schreich was the one who was in longer tenured Bundesliga yeah, coach yeah. than, than Dalai, which, which says a lot, you know, when Christian Schreich is an institution, is there. <laughs> and I, I don't know, I mean, like the way I thought about the Dalai era was, was this, it's like when you flip the timeline, like if he had had the last two seasons in the first two seasons that he had, it would have been after like sort of saving them, right? But You know, yeah. or you know, so it's four and a half years. But if he had the, those two seasons and then had the sixth and seventh spot Europa yeah, League, yeah, it yeah. would have been perfectly fine because there's a development. But I thought that you know, it's not necessarily like his fault that uh, in the seasons that he got to Europa League, it was a little bit easier because it was also the seasons when Schalke and Gladbach and all those sort of teams yeah. that are in the four to six spot, four to eight spot. Um, either spent the money unwisely or had poor coaching or bad luck, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it was easier for them to make. I mean, that was also the year when Köln made it and Freiburg made it. So it was the window of opportunity for these smaller clubs to, to get there. Uh, exactly. and, and they used it. And I, I thought that it was harsh in the sense of they actually played probably the most interesting football in the last year. Uh, interesting tactically didn't always mean like interesting in terms of results or, or encouraging in terms of results so i mean it could have just been me because i, I mean i i i, I you know I, i watched every hertha game last season and um the season before i'd watched a lot of them even even years before but i it might have just been me paying closer attention so uh but i definitely noticed some tactical improvements and you know that they will always of course complain about the lack of opportunities with the squad so i understand what he's saying i also understand the uh The Pretz uh, saying that it was time to end it. What I thought was interesting is how, um, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. because you obviously are much closer to uh, being in Berlin, much closer to the media there. But I didn't feel like there was uh, that open criticism of Dardai until the end of last season. And now, you know, you're reading this thing, like even in Kika, I, I, I noticed that they were talking about Hertha now and then, then with about Dardai, they, 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 they wrote this great sentence, which is in German, mit rustikaler Pampigkeit, which is, which is, I guess, I mean, you can correct my sort of translation if I'm wrong, but it's, it's sort of like, he's sort of a, um, a, a rustic, rustic kind of, uh, coarseness or, or rudeness almost, or somebody mm -hmm, who's, mm -hmm, who's yeah. like, not necessarily like the most, it's, it's a very polite way of saying, well, this guy is a little bit of a, a bumpkin or a kind of a, Uh, a strange, strangely uncultured person. Uh, I guess it's a strong way of putting about it. So, like, to what extent do you think the perception changed about him? And why is there so much criticism? Is it legitimate? Or what do you think about that? Yeah, I already mentioned that, um, or like you said, um, that in the last two years, there wasn't that much of a development in the results. Um, I think I think too that uh, the style of football um, uh, improved in the last season. That Dada was trying some new things, but just until December. Yeah. And in the second half of the season, you got uh, in, in in Berlin we always say Rückrundentrauma. Yeah. So like that under Dada, uh, 
the second half of the season is always yeah, a bummer. Yeah, you never got him on 20 points, right? That's still That, that record yeah. is still 17 games uh, in every uh, spring. It never gone above 20 points. Exactly, which, which is just... Uh, Not great. <laughs> yeah, so... And um, I think that um, Hatta um, played such a bad second half of the season was just the... Um, was just the um, thing that made Fritz realize that there can't be, um, there oh, there won't be this kind of development and this kind of improvement um, that you could have with another coach. So um, uh, Fritz just hadn't enough trust anymore in Dada. So and the media, like you said. Um, um, I think also in the second half of the season there was a kind of uh, disconnection between Preetz and Dardai mm -hmm. and yeah. um, how they want to uh, how they sort of um, um, what they wanted from the, from the team what uh, their uh, definition of success was so like Dardai said had us had us still a, a more uh, a smaller club yeah, yeah. and uh, Uh, table position between 10th and 12th is it's okay and you uh, already noticed that Preetz has a pretty different definition of what Herder is uh, capable of, of and the media um, sort of um, observed that and um, then uh, and then confronted Dada with that and Dada uh, mm, sort of um, run against the media yeah. and not Preetz and uh, said like um, the media has way too uh, high expectations of us and um, we aren't able to to deliver what you are expecting and um, and so I think there was a disconnection between Dada and Preetz which the media observed confronted Dada with and Dada couldn't handle that yeah, pretty well. Yeah, it seemed well. like so he didn't, he, he, he didn't he, want to solve it. He got it. pretty aggressive. He yeah. um, invited journalists to, to, his, uh, to his office and confronted them with articles, which is not the way you should do it. <laughs> um, and I think it stands, it stands for a kind of desperation. Um, and um, so I think it just was the turning point where everybody could see, okay, Dada isn't um isn't able to 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 handle with that kind of criticism and to handle with uh, that kind of lack of development and yeah. so i think um it was the right step to just say okay thanks pal there that was uh, that was uh, where wonderful four and a half years you sort of um built the basics which uh, we can um, now uh, use, and um, but now it's time. And I think after four and a half years, it's, like you said, just Christian Streich at Freiburg um, is a longer uh, uh, Bundesliga trainer, so it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, of course, they have different perspectives and different goals with, with Preetz. I mean, he's he's obviously, he's got to be the more ambitious of the two. I mean, not that Tarda yeah. isn't, but, you know, a, a, a job of a head coach and a sort of director of football is, or sporting director is, is different. And obviously, you got to communicate differently. But um, they've moved on from him. And, you know, we, we were just talking about sort of the spending and 
Um, they did go out and spend uh, 40 million now, right? With, with uh, You mentioned Dodi Luca Bacchio, who uh, yeah. we know from Dusseldorf, who was uh, 20 or 21 million. And I think before him, uh, the bigger signing was Eduard Leuven, who we saw as a right. sort of a defensive midfielder slash number eight at Nuremberg. And I think uh, Dashan Redan, who is a sort of a younger guy from Chelsea, uh, was the other one, and I think Dedrick Boyata came. I think before he was probably the first first signing was on, the a, first on, a, on a free right. from Celtic, if I'm not mistaken. So, what do you make of those signings? I mean, and then of course, I think we we will talk about some of the people they haven't signed, like uh, Maxi Philip and and whatnot. But what do you make of uh, the signings? Who's sort of the? I mean, obviously, Luca Bacchio is probably the most important one. Yeah. Where? What do you think about that signing? What does it mean I think for Hertha? Luka Bakker is just the strongly needed improvement for the right wing because uh, last season we had to play with uh, people like Lecky or um, um, the season before Eswein and now you're going to uh, start with Luka Bakker, which is obviously uh, an improvement. Is it, yeah, um, yeah. So he's very fast. He's good in, uh, with his dribblings. He's very dangerous in front of the goal. Um, also... Uh, he's a pretty big player, but yeah. very fast, and he uh, smooths uh, so smoothly between the opponent's lines. And um, so he's a smart player with, uh, I would say, with a special flair um, and a special sense for uh, creative and dangerous situations. And also, he's just 21 years old and uh, already knows the Bundesliga because of his year at Fortuna Düsseldorf, um, where he scored a lot of goals. Um, and um, yeah, I think that that makes uh, that makes him the most important uh, transfer for Hertha, of course, because it's for a position where we just hadn't the quality. And um, I think, um, I mean, I love Salomon Kadu. I think he's still with uh, 34 years yeah. old uh, years now, still a great player, an important player, but he can't be a starter for uh, the very four uh, uh, matches in the season. And also we got Javairo Derozun for the left wing. Um, he's uh, injured uh, now, but um, I think not very. Uh, I think he's gonna start uh, in the next and few weeks. Like his, again. his injury, I thought was a big big part of last season because when he started yeah. in the fall, I mean those few games against Schalke and I think Hedda was a better they were, they were a different him. team. And then he went down yeah. and seemed like your season also went down with him. Yeah, that's um, that was pretty unfortunate. I mean, he uh, missed, uh, I think, uh, half of the year. Yeah, yeah, think, a long six time. Six months. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if you if you could start with uh, Derozun in, in the left wing and Lukabaki on the right wing, it's pretty strong. Um, and so you got Salomon Kalou in the back uh, as a backup. Um, yeah, and um, Löwen, he's a real tank in the central midfield but uh, also he's got pretty good technique and yeah. uh, goal scoring ability so he seems to have a pretty complete skill set for a midfielder um, uh, but uh, because Darida is in such great shape at the moment and Löwen spent some time at the German uh, the U21, U21 uh, team in the tournament um, I think Löwen won't be a starter um, and j just has to be patient but also, he's uh, only 22 years old, so he got a lot of and time. You need that depth because you know you're playing still too much of Per Siljan Skjelbred, which is which is you know I think 
Uh, anything. Well, I mean, we I, we like Percy and Shelby just because of his story, but it's another one, another one of those where, like, you know, you you don't want him playing too much. It's nice to have him on the squad, but you don't want yeah. him like starting. You know, and I think yeah, 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 you had a lot of those players. It's a little bit like with Kalu, where it's nice to have him around, and you know, he can change some of the games. Kalu Shelby can help you, you know, defend some games, but you also don't want them to be necessarily like starting, you know, at that age. Yeah. That's right. They are really reli- reliable backups, but she they won't be. Uh, they shouldn't be the starters. Um, Boyata just is uh, experienced center back. Um, played years for City Glasgow. Um, he's. I think he's planned to be a strong backup. Um, and sort of the. Um, now that Lustenberger left, uh, we needed uh, a backup for the uh, center back, and Boyata just fits perfectly. Um, he had a real chance to be a setter because uh, Chovic likes him, but Boyata almost almost missed the whole season preparation. Yeah. So um, I think that uh, Rekic and Stark um, will be the starters. And uh, Redan is a really interesting t- uh, prospect, I think. He just has been transferred to Hertha, but already made a good impression on Chovic. Um, just 18 years old, but already got an impressive set of uh, impressive set of skills. So very fast, very agile, hard to grab or to stop him. And also, he's more than a decent goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Who um, and he also got an eye for his teammates. So I think um, that uh, he already played for Ajax and for Chelsea, um, which uh, which have very uh, famous youth departments and how they uh, train uh, young players and I think um, that he's yeah he's uh, going to play for a second team and will be slowly integrated into the Bundesliga and these are the transfers I'm um, yeah I'm pretty happy I think that uh, for the defensive right wing we could have used uh, another player I like uh, Lukas Klünter And I think he's also a young player who uh, got the potential to improve. But we lost Lazaro and it's just, uh, yeah, if you compensate Lazaro with Klinter, you will and notice. Just to mention, the, he left match. for 20 million to uh, Inter, right? That was the, the big, yeah. the big yeah. which I think is a, is a nice deal for Hertha because you, you got him for, I want to say, six million or something. Yeah, and, exactly. exactly. Know, he had um, one, one strong, I guess one and a half seasons, right? And... and, and uh, You know, uh, not we're we're still not sure if he's a winger or a wing back or right or sort of right sided player, and it's a, it's a big loss. But you had to kind of you know for that money, I think that was yeah yeah. yeah. This this no-brainer. is just the point uh, b- um, regarding to Windhorst and the deal with the investor. One hundred twenty-five million sounds like a lot of money, but if Luca Bacchio yeah. costs twenty. No, it's just uh, it's one fifth of that. So um, Hatter is obligated to kind of uh, sell their most um, their strongest players if a big club wants to buy them. So yeah. Hatter is not in the position to um, just hold everybody uh, in his squad. But I think um, getting Kujic for another year right. um, that. Player like players like Stark or Duda um, State, it's just a strong sign that um, Hertha is now in a much better position. Um, yeah, and Lazaro um, 
Of course, he was one of the most important players uh, for Dardai, but Trovic wants to play a different style of football in which uh, the defensive wingers play a less important role for the build-up. So I think that this loss can be compensated with Klünter, but um, of course, um, was Lazaro a player with uh, some kind of an extra quality, which Erta now doesn't have. But I think uh, if you compensate with the, this with Klünter and Luka Bakio, yeah, you got uh, a pretty strong right side, right wing. And then you also got. I think Peter Pekarik is still still on the team somehow for yeah, another yeah. for another year, you know. But uh, um, great team player, I like yeah, him yeah, a lot. Yeah, of course, yeah, but he's, um, he's I think yeah, those. he's uh, now thirty two <laughs> years old. Not getting any younger, yeah. And uh, also often injured. Yeah. That's a big problem, but having him in the squad. Yeah, he's for, a great guy, supposedly from from everything um, I've heard. Having him in the squad. Um, as yeah. a great team player and who's maybe playing two or, fri- two or three games in the season. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's his last year. so Right. And so just sort of turning from the signings into... I guess the one question I wanted to ask is is the people who you were rumored with and didn't get. I guess mm-hmm. Maxi Philipp was sort of the one because I guess he's from Berlin. And then yeah. I thought it was yeah. interesting that Preitz just came out and he was like, no, he's yeah. a nice guy, but no, no thanks. Yeah. That was... Pretty Straight. unusual. A little uh, too direct never, for me, yeah. Never had done <laughs> uh, something like this before. <laughs> On Twitter, um, actually, yeah. And I think, yeah, Maxi, Pl- Maxi Philip is a great player and uh, I would love to, uh, to uh, would have loved to see him at Berlin, but not at every cost. Uh, yeah. I think um, Moscow now paid 20 million for him, 18, 20 million, yeah. and uh, Herder should have paid 26 Hmm. And I don't think that Maxi yeah. Philip is worth 26 million. Well, especially but, um, not after the Dortmund season that he just had, right? Uh, yeah, and especially because he had already signed Luka Bakio yeah. and we have Dilzun, we have Kalu, we have Zelke, we have Ibišević um, for the first uh, for the uh, free attack uh, positions in the Chovic system. Um, so, yeah, I don't if we could have loaned him and maybe buy him afterwards. Yeah. Um, that would have been a great deal, but so it's it's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the thing with Philip is that he had the, the great Freiburg seasons. And I think he's a very strange player because he's he's now 25. Yeah. I mean, it's basically that's, that's, that's how he's going to be. And, you know, he works, I think, in different teams. I think he works if he's sort of the the guy on, on a smaller team and you know a lot of his uh, value is from the long range shots it's, it's it's actually being able to generate shots um, yeah, and yeah. if you don't want to necessarily play like an underdog type of football he's not that useful because he isn't going to help with necessarily sort of ball retention and chance creation and like those are not you know his is his stuff is like you know like uh and this is like a mean comparison but like andre han you know or somebody who's on the, <laughs> you know like he's better than him of course but like he's one well, of those where he yeah he wants to be like on a counter-attacking team he's gonna take shots and and, the, yeah. and a lot of times they'll be like they're not going to look like great shots but because you know you don't have as many defenders on him he'll get those and you know like i said with Luca Bacchio having a higher value and being four years younger, it's pretty much, you know, sort of the same mummy. He's, he's obviously a much better deal. Uh, were there any other sort of reports or rumors of with, with other players that you were linked to or no? I don't think that uh-huh. there, um, they, the media tailed uh, any names. Okay. Um, I think 
Camano from Bordeaux in ah, uh, Camano, France, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is also a right uh, offensive right winger, but I I can't really tell uh, something about that guy. Um, Pret said that um, of course, um, uh, as long as the transfer window is open, Hertha uh, will uh, look um, if something came uh, is coming up, something that is. Um, useful for Hertha but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it that Hertha is uh, trying to get another player um, especially not for such uh, such a high um, yeah. transfer like uh, such a high transfer mm-hmm. or big a transfer like Luka Bakio or Leuven yeah I, I watched Kamano a, a, like a fair bit because of the I did a lot of the African Nations Cup this mm-hmm. summer and he was on Guinea and uh, then I looked at him for Bordeaux and I think he's been rumored at some bigger clubs as well so yeah Monaco, uh, I think mm-hmm Yeah. yeah, 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 and I think even like Liverpool were interested. Although Liverpool, oh. are all, Liverpool are always interested in every winger. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. something we know. But then they never really <laughs> do anything. So, but let's let's move on from that and talk a little bit about the coach Ante Čović, who uh, you know he has been at Hertha, um, coaching the youth teams and rising through the ranks there. And obviously, in that sense, has a similar story to Darley, but he never had the playing career that Darley had, of course. Um, now you know. People are, I mean, people are very high on him in the sense that he plays attacking football. But, you know, can you just sort of uh, explain to us how he's different from, from let's say, Darley or, or what his philosophy is? Mm-hmm. What do you think about him? Where do you put him among the Bundesliga coaches? Yeah, that's that's a pretty uh, hard question to answer how to rank him because, uh, like you yeah, said, he's, he hasn't uh, been in the Bundesliga before. Uh, well, that... That's not true. He uh, uh, with Otto Rehagel, um, who uh, was the interim's coach uh, for half of the season. Yep. Um, he was uh, assistant coach, but yeah, that, I think that doesn't count. Um, Chovic wants to uh, wants to play a very active, very dominant style of football with um, 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 very aggressive pressing um, system. Um, Also, he wants his players to be uh, flexible in his um, in their t- uh, tactical formations. So, in the season preparation, we saw a four-three-three, a three-five-two, and a four-four-two system, which uh, changed uh, through the games and in the games. Um, so, for example, had started with a four-three-three, and um, Chovic saw that this won't work, so they changed up to. Three, four, five formation, for example, and um, I think that his um, idea of football is very ambitious because um, it also is uh, it also has some risk for uh, their teams because, uh, of course, uh, in the defensive um, st- uh, de- uh, defensive department of a of a um, team, and also I think. It's going to take some time um, for the players to get used to the system, to um, sort of um, absorb these processes and get getting better in these processes. So um, that uh, he wants um, also he wants to play the build up of uh, the yeah. game through the center, which is Did of not, course yeah. much more complicated than to play just always on the wing and sort of see what happens um, which was under Dade uh, for example the rule so Plattenhardt and Lazaro were 
uh, very integrated in the build-up. Um, now he wants to do that. Uh, he wants Grujic, Duda, Löwen, Darida to do that and to integrate the wingers sort of in the opponent's half. And uh, this, I think... Um, I guess that's similar if you saw, to if like you saw Nagelsmann Frankfurt. last yeah. season and saw how he yeah. played with Nico Schulz, who uh, almost uh, always got the ball uh, in the Somewhere very dangerous the area. Third, yeah, yeah, that's sort of uh, the idea of Trovic too, mm. and um, he got inspired by Pep Guardiola a lot, and and you see that and how the formations uh, change and how the uh, wingers are. Um, are integrated in the system and yeah yeah i was gonna say like it, it, it reminded me i think a little bit of like adi hitter and how he uses the wing backs that are very attacking like da costa and, yeah. and Kostic certainly yeah. is is one that and you know their build up is basically center backs and then you know dropping the number sixes and i think i think from what little of i saw herta and priests and there there were certainly um efforts to to implement that and and that's something that i you know you've obviously seen a lot more uh of preseason than me um how do you think this has worked or has it worked for chovich like what are some of the things that you think worked and what are some of the things that didn't hmm. yeah i think we saw a lot of the ideas of uh, chovich i think um we, you, i think you can be satisfied with what you saw of course there um there are still some uh, some weaknesses. Uh, so, like if you're if Hertha is losing the ball in the build-up, um, the enemy team has uh, a pretty short way to Hertha's goal, of course. And um, if uh, the oppo- opponent is aggressively pressing, uh, like you say, uh, like you saw in the DFB Pokal match against Eichstätt, yeah, they they attack yeah, the our first, first uh, seven eight minutes was really rough. Yeah, exactly. They attacked our uh, center backs and defensive midfielders uh, very aggressively. So um, there were some um, losses of the ball, which could hurt. Uh, they didn't, but they could hurt. Um, but I think what what was very successful successful is how to create chances, how to uh, integrate more depth into your game, how to um, how to play with these sort of strict processes um, and how the where the players have to stay and um, that they build sort of uh, triangles and um, these are things that you could uh, could have seen that uh, that you have seen and I think you can be satisfied with the uh, season preparation but of course uh, Hertha isn't at their prime so I think this is going to develop uh, through the season and you gotta have some setups and you have to, uh, you're gonna have some um uh throwbacks uh through the season but um yeah i think that you already saw a lot what george is planning to do and that makes me looking forward for the season yeah and i was wondering like about the personnel if that's necessary uh, up to it because that was always the question with Dare and I think he, he would argue yeah. that well we just didn't have the the players but then you know you also can argue well you never really tried it because you know to, to his credit like he I think he did try formation switches but even when he switched formations you know he wouldn't necessarily alter the playing style like it was you know if even if they're playing exactly. like 3-4-3 exactly. three, three, it was I mean 
I, I remember, like, because I wrote on the, the Bayern game when, when they kept it, you know, 0-0 for a really long time. Like, he did try mm-hmm. to press high there, and there were some instances. But um, too often, I think, his default was to just kind of fall back and, and defend exactly. compact. And, and, and I think, like, you have Rekic. I think Rekic is, is, is actually an excellent build-up player and somebody who can pass through. Uh, I'm not that sure about Nikola Stark, although he, he looked better he, now. Sometimes he just haven't... Um, I think he's capable of, yeah, uh, of say, doing should, a should great be, yeah. backup, and he's getting more confident yeah. in it. I think um, as he's... Um, so uh, Hedda bought him as a defensive midfielder, right. and as he started to play as a centre-back, he sort of uh, played very safe. Uh, very safely and now in the last season you saw that he's uh, trying to uh, be more confident in his build-up and uh, sometimes he even uh, yeah sort of runs with the ball into the opponent's uh, <laughs> yeah. half um, I think sometimes it looked, looked a lot like, uh, like Hummels in some uh, <laughs> um, scenes and um, I think maybe surprisingly but I think had his best build-up player as a uh, center back is uh, John Toronto. Yeah, for sure. He yeah. got he can play unbelievably great uh, crosses, um, but the problem with Toronto Riga is that he's not consistent yeah. in his uh, um, in his style and um, in his um, quality. So you're gonna start with Rikik and Stark, which is uh, really okay for a build-up like that. It's okay, and of course they are strong defenders and. Um, You got Darida, uh, who is in really great shape um, after... Finally, right? One, yeah, yeah <laughs> finally. Years. He, had, he had really rough uh, one and a half years, um, was often injured and not in shape. And now he used this preparation. Um, Duda and Grujic, we I think we don't have to talk yeah, about, their, uh, yeah, about their quality. Yeah. So I think he had a... a, a already got the uh, potential and also got the um, personal for that and Arne Meyer yeah, uh, right. didn't mention him before right. um, who is injured at the moment of course is a player who can uh, who can play this style of football and um, maintain this yeah it's uh, probably the best at sort of the ball retention element so the, although uh, I've seen I some, think so yeah. I've seen some numbers where he doesn't always do that great under pressure or sometimes he will go for some of the the safer safer passes but yeah i think i think that that should that should be that should be good enough in in theory for for them um in in practice you know like i said i i've i only seen bits and pieces of it and uh you know like a, a little bit of the the other games with west ham and crystal palace uh you know the the crystal palace game seemed like they were they were they won <laughs> four nothing but there was deflected shots and you know from the highlights that i've seen it was like you know Four or five big Crystal Palace chances. They hit the post and whatnot, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so so I don't know if what you take away from that. But in terms of like not talking so much about the preseason and the, and the cup games, um, I want to kind of switch on to the season and and talk about what do you expect, sort of uh, mm-hmm. the formation. That I mean, we talked about the tactics, but what's the, what's the lineup if, if you know sort of the season starting uh, Friday against Bayern and sort of going yeah, forward yeah. from that. So of course, uh, Yashin is going to start in the goal. He's, um, I think, maybe just one of the most underrated yeah, uh, goalkeepers in the Bundesliga. I like him. Um, I like him a lot. Um, 
Plattenhardt, who is on uh, our left uh, defensive left winger, is injured at the moment. So I, I think that uh, Maxi Mittelstädt is going to start. Uh, going to start uh, the center backs, like I said, uh, gonna be Rikig and Niklas Stark. And on the right defensive wing, we won't start with Lecky, uh, like uh, like <laughs> against Eichstätt. Um, yeah, that was that was not great from from what that I was think. not no and uh, Eichstätt uh, and Eichstätt in a regional league right in in Bayern yeah so, so the fourth league in <laughs> Germany so yeah I think that's a sign um, Lukas Klinter is going to start he played uh, yeah a great uh, second half of the season um, um, but uh, yeah and in the um, middle field you're gonna start like uh, against Eichstätt with Darida Duda and Grujic they are the best players at the moment or the players who are best in shape like Darida. I think, of course, Löwen or Meyer, when he's back, um, have more potential than Darida. But if Darida is playing like against Eichstätt or in the preseason, you can't uh, uh, get around him as, uh, as Chovic. Um, Luka Baku, I guess, is going to start against Bayern. Um, he all, well, he has played. to, right, after the hat-trick, right? He has to, of did you, course. Did you hear um, the story, by the way, not to take this off on a tangent, but apparently the story from Dusseldorf was that he was late from a team mm -hmm. meeting and then like the, the, the players didn't tell Friedhelm Funkel so that they wouldn't leave him out and then he scored. Yeah, the they, they sort of protected him. So just to, yeah. just tell him you know, to come late. You know, that is basically the lesson <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said, I think he's going to start because he uh, just gained some minutes against Eichstätt and uh, Jovic is uh, uh, always telling that uh, Luka Bakio made a make it, uh, pretty good impression on him. Um, on the left wing, I think you can ex expect Kalu because Derozun won't be able to play, I guess. Maybe he's sitting on the bench, but not. Uh, he won't play as a starter. And Ibišević um, is going to play because he played a fantastic preseason. He scored twice against Eichstätt. Um, he's he's 35 now, and you really don't notice yes. that if, if when he's on the pitch. He's pretty important, not just uh, because he's scoring a lot of goals, but also he's um, participating in the uh, in the combinations and the build-up. And um, so I think Davy Zelke will be. Uh, sitting on the bench but having him on the bench is a nice side effect i guess it's not bad yeah i mean he's been he's been somebody who hasn't uh fulfilled that you know previously uh, record signing of eight million and uh doesn't look great in terms of you know like some of the numbers like i have like 60 I mean, percent it, it of has final to be his year he's yeah. um he's turning 25 yeah. this season but we say that um, every year i think i think we were saying that for the last five years now There's, yeah but in some this, teams you know like bremen fans and leipzig fans are like yep we've been saying that i know i know but i think in this season the difference is that he um that he um Participated in the whole preseason. That's true. Yeah. Um, in the last two yeah, he, years, he got injured in the preseason. Yeah, which, he had that collision uh, with Kalu, right? That was the thing that kept him out. And exactly um, with his lung. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. The uh, lung issue looked really scary. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's the difference. Um, and maybe if Hatter is uh, starting in some games with these uh, in a system with two strikers, Ipišević and Selke could start together. So I think that isn't impossible, and um, yeah. But against Bayern, we're gonna see this uh, free uh, four-three-three, 
and um, I think there won't be much uh, uh, there won't be much surprises. Is it like do you find that maybe not a little bit too aggressive to play a four three three against Bayern, or is that kind of what Chovic wants to do? Uh, because you know, like the difficulty is going to be closing down sort of you know Kimmich and and, and Alaba and doing that with mm -hmm. Kalu and Luka Bakio seems like it might not be the the best idea. Although on the flip side, you know, if you can get behind them and you know there's going to be space behind Kimmich yeah, as, as well. I think that's that's the idea so because the risk, yeah. in the last in the last season, uh, Hatta won two uh, zero at the Olympia Stadium and uh, there and. and Then they played with Dilruzun and yeah. and Kalu on on the wings, so it's kind of the same thing. Um, and I think they're gonna. Uh, you have nothing to lose. It's the That's first true. match That's of true, the season, yeah. um, losing at Munich is a shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have nothing to lose. You can play a bit of a bit risky. You can uh, you can win a lot. And um, I think Bayern isn't. Uh, impossible to beat um, they weren't last year yeah. they uh, they aren't after this uh, kind of transfer window so yeah. I think you can be confident and Hertha uh, only lost one of the last four matches against Bayern so they have a reason to be confident and um, yeah it's, it's always okay been always been a close thing with them right it's a, either like a close Bayern win or, or Hertha winning and uh, yeah it's been kind of a bogey team Exactly. So I think you can be confident. Uh, Chovic, I think, um, prepared a lot and looking forward to this match. And um, players like Luka Bakio or Kalu can hurt them pretty bad, I think. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not um, anxious or anything like this. Well, that's good. That's, uh, that's good. And I, I want to ask you about sort of the season. Um, you know, not to, like I don't want to ask a prediction, but just in terms of how do you see it going? You know, um, I think uh, you know we, we we began this this uh, discussion about the expectations and the differences of expectations between the coach and the management um, with Ante Ciovic now, like. What do you see this uh, season going? Because, like, I, I was, I've been sort of playing around with my uh, predictions for the season, and I, mm -hmm. I had a really hard time kind of picking. Uh, I mean, I had an easy time picking the top six, but then sort of the next tier of teams who can <laughs> come in seventh. And and I, I actually, um, I wasn't alone on this, but I think I would settle on Hertha as, as being one of the one of those teams that can really compete for a seventh. You're so in my uh, table prediction I placed Hatter as seventh because I think that we got a pretty strong squad with a, a lot of uh, players who can develop through the season because uh, they're young. Um, also we got uh, new addings to the team like Dokebakio or Löwen who can improve. Um, I have a, I trust in the style of football Chovic wants to play with this team. Um, Uh, of course, there are going to be setbacks and uh, throwbacks through the season, and especially in the first half of, uh, of the season where every, everyone has to adapt to the new style of football uh, Chovic wants to play. But I think, especially if you look to the other teams like Werder Bremen, Hoffenheim or um, Eintracht Frankfurt, um, they also... Um, I think yeah, they all got weaker, right? I think I think yeah, that's I easy. think that's the point. Of course, Hatter has to sort of uh, speculate on uh, that uh, teams like Leverkusen, Gladbach, Schalke 
have slip-ups, of course. Um, we are not as strong as Leverkusen or Gladbach or Wolfsburg. But I think we are better than the rest of the teams who We probably are better than Schalke, I would say. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that's true. We're close to it, yeah. That's true. I placed them as 12, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I, of course, it's risky one, uh, what uh, Czovic wants to do with the team, but I think it will pay out, and I think that um, of, that he sort of stimulate the players a lot with new ideas so our second half of the season, season won't be as lame as under Dada where it sort of faded out and um, that's the reason uh, the, uh, why I'm looking forward to the season and why I'm pretty confident that the team um, will play a better season than the last two under Dada. Okay, yeah, so thank you very much, Mark. That was a very uh, enlightening discussion on, on Hertha, and uh, I will hope to check back with you uh, during the season um, just to figure out how the uh, Chovic transition and the new era at Hertha um, is going. Uh, in the meantime, um, where can people sort of follow you or, or read you? I, I think you, you write a lot of uh, interesting things. Yeah, so not in, not in English, uh But um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Junger Herr, um, 8892, like... Uh, 1892, right? 1892, yeah. like no, the birth date of Hertha. Of <laughs> um, also, we got our blog and podcast from Hertha Base, also in German, but if you're capable of uh, German language, you could uh, listen or read that. And yeah, um, also I'm writing for Fußball.News, which is a, a independent uh, news uh, page for football news. And sometimes I write about Hertha there as well. Well, cool. I mean, maybe when, uh, you know, maybe when the Antichovic uh, era takes off and uh, <laughs> there's going to be uh, lots of English content necessary. Who knows? You know, maybe they make it to the Europa League or better than... Uh, maybe you, you're at that point, you're going to promise that uh, you have to write about Hertha in English. I could do so. I'm, I mean, I'm not used to talk or uh, write about Hertha in English, so I hope um, this um, conversation wasn't too cringy, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Thank you very much, Mark. We will uh, talk to you soon. Perfect.